Welcome to the Learn Music Together podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Peresta, and I'm so excited you're here. This podcast is for you, parent, who needs strategies, ideas, and support in guiding your child as he or she learns music at home, in private lessons, or in a group setting. This podcast will give you support you've been needing each week so together we can encourage your child to reach their full musical potential. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. And I'm your host, Jessica Peresta. And today we're going to be talking about how to make books musical. This is something I love to do, something I love to talk about. And all the way back in episode 15, we talked about ways kids can learn music at home. And this was one of the ideas I shared in that episode. But I wanted to do a whole separate podcast episode about this because there are so many ways you can make books musical. And honestly, in episode 15, I only touched on it a tiny bit. There is a blog post that goes right along with this episode, and it's in the show notes. It's called How to Integrate Music and Reading for Kids. Or just head to the domesticmusician.com and go all the way to the bottom at the search bar and just type that in. So, There are four ways I'm going to give you today for how you can make books musical. Actually, there is five. So first of all, you maybe already do some of these things without realizing it. You might already integrate music with reading and you, like I said, just never even knew you were doing that before. So there are books about composers, famous singers and dancers, rhyming books, books about different musical genres, and books about music from around the world. And we are going to break down those things today. So the first one I want to talk about is rhyming books. So with rhyming books, what you notice is the words rhyme, obviously, right? And so therefore, you can definitely read these books like a rap. Now, a rap is honestly the words that are spoken. It is not necessarily about the music. It's about the words you're speaking. So when I say read them in a rap, like if I'm reading, for example, um, something like a Dr. Seuss book, for example, one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Basically, I'm just reading it with a little expression in my voice while I am reading it with a steady beat. So what you're going to do is read a, a book with rhyming words. And in the blog post I talked to you about a minute ago, I have some examples in that uh, blog post of some books that I enjoy reading from that have rhyming words in them. So discuss how the lines have the same number of beats, just like a poem does. And um, beats is literally if a child is not or you listening to this don't necessarily know what a steady beat is, just your heartbeat, the, the beat of your heart. It doesn't stop. It's steady. It doesn't speed up or slow down or it shouldn't at least, but it just gets steady. It doesn't ever stop moving. And that's the same way with a steady beat. So when they're speaking it or you're reading it with a steady beat, you're reading it without speeding up or slowing down. It's steady. So for example, let me read that snippet of the book I read a minute ago. So instead of going one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish, you you don't want to go like this. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. You see the difference? Okay, so one was steady, 
one was kind of a hot mess, let's be honest. <laughs> so have the child track the story with their finger. That's a, I mean, obviously when you read books, I love doing that with my kids. We will read a book together, like a picture book, and I'll have them as they're beginning to read. But we still do this as they're, you know, the ones that already know how to read books. We'll track the words with their fingers. So as they're tracking the words with the fingers, see if they can identify the rhyming words that you're reading and um, point at them as you're reading. And then after they found the rhyming words, then they're going to pat their legs every time they hear the word that rhymes. After that, you your kiddos can walk around the room to the steady beat while they say the rhyming words with you. And then the, you can obviously do so much more with this. You can turn this into a whole, now write your own rhyming words, write down your own poem that we're going to read together in a rap. And so I feel like, um, I do want to say this before I move on to the next way to make a book musical, but when it comes to music, a lot of times, um, people will think music is just all about, you know, music, like what you hear on the radio or has to have instruments, but music is anything that makes sound. So if your kiddos are writing rhymes or writing raps or reading books with rhyming words and they are speaking the rhythm, the steady beat is music. The rhythms is music. And they can get to the point where they can sing the words they write as well, but they don't have to. Music is not just about singing and playing instruments and listening to music on the radio. Music encompasses all kinds of music theory as well, like steady beat and rhythm. That is part of music. So I just wanted to throw that in there before we move on. The second way to make books musical is movement books. I've already given this example back in episode 15, but movement books, there are a few different ways that you can make a book. Um, you can add movement to a book or there are books that already have words in them where your kiddos can move around to the words, uh, the action words in the book. So you can read books literally about anything and then your children can act out with creative movement to the words they hear read. It's so fun to see how expressive they can get. So examples, any stories that contain dinosaurs, cars, superheroes, ballerinas, or any book they can use their imaginations. As you're reading the story and you're telling about what that particular character in the book is doing, your kids can stand up and move to it. If the car is moving fast, then their car moves fast. If the car moves slow, their car moves slow. Oh, the car is parking. What do you do? And they stop. Well, part of the music is when they learn to play piano, for example, part of music is learning not just the notes, but the rest. And the rest is the silence. So when they're stopping there and they're moving fast and they're moving slow, that's Tim. So they're already adding different musical elements as they're moving to different books. So look around at what you already have. You already, I mean, if you're anything like me, my kids love to read and they have gotten books for Christmas and their birthdays and just from visiting the library that we check out books and different where we've ordered them online and Oh my gosh. And sometimes when I get these books, I'm not just saying I'm getting this book to make it musical or I'm going to turn this into a movement book, but it just ends up being that way. Sometimes if you're anything like me, it can feel a little redundant as you're reading these storybooks to your kids. I love reading to my children, but 
uh, sometimes it's just like, oh my gosh, there's so many, uh, there's just, I don't want to just read it the same way every time. It can just start getting boring, especially if it's a book that your child loves and they're like, read it again, read it again, read it again. And then by the 26th time you've read it, you're like, oh my gosh, I could literally just, I don't even need to open the pages anymore. I have it memorized, right? So one thing, like I said, is be creative with it. Even if you're reading a book and you're, and this has nothing to do with movement, but I want to throw this in there. If you're changing the fluctuation of your voice or you're making the different characters and stories, I read Dogman to one of my sons the other day and every character, I had a different voice going on with the characters in there. Uh, he loved it and it makes the story come alive. But I have been known also as I'm reading a book to start singing the words instead of reading it. And of course, I get crazy looks from my children, but then they know that's just me. But it's just fun to change it up sometimes. So don't be afraid to think outside the box when it comes to reading books. But let's get back to movement. So the first way is, like I said, to read any books that have anything in them, and you can make them musical um, with movement that way. But another way is so many books have action words. So look for books that you maybe already have in your home that talk about jumping, dancing, wiggling, and skipping. And one of my favorite books, and this suggestion is given in the blog post I mentioned, is called Dinosaur Rumpus. And the reason why is because these dinosaurs move so much, but then at the end of the book, they get sleepy and they lay down. And it's a great way for students to explore creative movement. And, um, but there's so many different books like that where look for books that don't just have action words, but your kids can move fast or slow or be still or move super, super around the room or have totally different action words or they're jumping and then they're frozen or whatever. Different, just look for different books that way. The next way that you can make books musical is about reading books about composers. So there's, this can be composers, like classical composers, or there's so many books about your kids' favorite singers and musical artists or bands or instruments from today. If you look at your local library, there are nonfiction and fiction books about different composers. And um, it's really neat because when your kiddos are researching people or bands or different composers, they can read about them. And so um, when it comes to composers, a lot of times the, there are un, there's unknown vocabulary. So this is a great way to discuss unknown words. So one of my favorite books is called Beethoven Lives Upstairs. And this book is a bunch of letters that were written back and forth between Beethoven and his nephew. And it is awesome. And like I said, there are so many words in this book where, first of all, a lot of kids don't know about writing a letter. They know about sending emails or sending a text message, but it is formal letters. So you can talk about letter writing. And then you can also talk about the unfamiliar words they're talking about in the book and from the letters that are going back and forth. So, and there's a a movie that goes right along with that book as well. But any book you read about composers or modern day um, musical artists is a great way to, uh, you can read about those particular people or bands or artists. The next way to make a book musical is musical scores. Now, this one's a little bit different because a musical score is the staff, the five lines and four spaces where kids are learning to read music. 
if a child and all the way back at the beginning of the podcast episodes one through I don't even remember maybe 10 or 11 was all about piano. And as they get into piano and or any instrument your child might be learning, or if they are in middle school band, or if they are what learning to sing, and they're in a formal uh, vocal lesson, and they're learning to read music on a score, your child as they're beginning to read the notes on the staff, they're going to start forming connections between reading and music when they read the notes on the score. The reason why is I'm going to use beginning piano as an example because I'm a piano teacher. So when they're reading the notes, they're also reading the words to the song, especially in beginning piano. Uh, the the songs will have the notes on the staff, but they usually are simple songs like Mary Had a Little Lamb. So they're reading Mary Had a Little Lamb like they would while they're reading a book. And then above the words is the notes on the staff. And just like when they read a book, they're learning to read the music from top to bottom and left to right. And so many things are going on in their brains at once. Music is helping them learn to read better all at the same time. That's why it's so important that kids learn to read, obviously read books, but when they're learning, I've, I've said this before, and I think... Uh, music instruction, especially when it comes to private lessons, should have a well-rounded education where kids are learning to read music and not just play by ear because it really does help integrate into other subjects and helps their brain. But also learning how to read music on a staff is so important. And the last thing I want to say is storybooks, which I just talked about picture books, but storybooks is they're similar, obviously. So when you uh, show your children pictures in the books you're reading, for example, if it's about a jazz composer, they're going to form connections with what you're reading about that performer. So just having kids who can't read, especially your littlest of kiddos, just looking at pictures or here's what a tuba looks like. Here's what uh, Beethoven looks like. When you read books about musical genres, time periods, different artists and composers, they're going to learn so much by just listening to you read to them as well. I think just as much as it's important to read books with your kids and have them read to you, just having them listen to a story is so important. So I asked one of my friends and she, by the way, you need to check her out. Her name's Vicki Wilkinson and she's with Babies to Bookworms. I asked her what she thinks about reading and music and how they go together. I want to read you before we go this quote from her. She said, reading and music go hand in hand and both can be introduced to children at very young ages. Reading books about music, instruments, and composers helps to build background knowledge for kids and helps them to make connections to their world. At 18 months old, my daughter, who is obsessed with Disney's Little Einsteins, recognizes that the violin in her alphabet book is a musical instrument because she saw them play it on Einstein's. Even looking at picture books, her background knowledge in music was able to help her figure out what she was looking at. Singing and listening to music allows kids to increase their rhythm and fluency, which will help them to become better readers. They are better able to understand the rhythm of words and the way words string together. Music can also help kids to internalize information they need to remember. My sister and I can still name all 50 states in alphabetical order because we learned the 50 Nifty United States song over 20 years ago. 
So maybe you can relate to what she's saying. And we've had so many episodes. And in fact, last episode of this podcast was about five TV shows that your kids can learn music from. But what's awesome is when you are bringing music in your home, whether it's formally or informally, with stories, with shows, by listening to it, by moving to it, kids are going to form connections. And they're going to have these sticking points where they remember music, but also know why it's important too. So I want to encourage you as you continue reading with your kids and to your kids, and as they're reading on their own, that you can make books musical. And don't be afraid about singing a, singing a story to your children or looking at action words and telling them to move to it. And it may be out of your comfort zone, and that's okay. But just know that it is possible and just make reading fun and make it go hand in hand with music. So you guys have an amazing rest of your day. I hope you're doing well, and I will be back on here next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Learn Music Together podcast. Together, it is my goal that you and I can help your child learn music, whether it's in your home, in a group setting, or in private lessons. I would so appreciate you leaving a review on, for this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And head to my website, thedomesticmusician.com, where you'll see the latest blog post and other resources to help you out and courses. I hope that you keep showing up and listening to this podcast and getting ideas to help your child learn music, and we're going to help them reach their full musical potential together.